Ladies and gents, episode 30 of the 2PTs, one podcast, and we are discussing exercise, or the perception of exercise. So everyone knows the concept of what exercise is, but we're going to put it in terms of how we define it and how me and Miles might say that exercise is actually different to training. Because I think, especially from my background and Miles's background, like a lot of people will come and be like, oh, what are you training today? Yeah. It's not just a question of, oh, are you exercising today? It's like, it sounds like a mum's and Tom's class. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think like, the, it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's like the whole, when you describe it all, it is all, it's all exercises, but... I think the main explanation straight off the bat from the difference between exercise and training is the fact that training particularly has a focus. Like, there's content, there's meaningful to it and stuff like that. You're not just doing the act of just moving. Where exercise can sometimes just be perceived as something that you just do. Mm. I, think, I think it's a focus of what you actually enjoy as well. Because I feel like exercise is one of them things where the doctor will be like, oh, you need to exercise more. And they won't be like specifically saying, oh, you need to do this, this, this and this. Like training would be like, oh, you're training to get stronger. Not, oh, you're exercising to get stronger. Like the specific modalities that are put in place to make sure that you can reach that goal. Even like a physio. Like even if uh, the obviously we terminologize certain exercises as exercises, mm. like doing a certain movement and stuff like that. But yeah, if you, even if you're coming back from an injury and stuff like that, there's there's a motive of why you're doing these certain exercises. But I think people now have, have got to the point now where exercising means that you burn calories. And training is there to well, do other stuff, build muscle, work hard, get faster. Again, like that, that this is this is all about opinion stuff. I like everyone will have a reason for doing movements, doing exercise, and doing training and stuff like that. But it the translation of what 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 the translation of what's actually really important can be lost sometimes. Interesting question. Go ahead. So obviously we said at the start mums and tums. And for me, I don't deem classes as being that efficient for what you want. But then like if like obviously me and Miles are both trainers, like we've got different situations for paying rent. And like if, if you go to like a pure gym, like you do classes for your rent. Would you change your current situation where you don't do classes to something like that and have to do classes? Mm, that's an interesting question um i mean i've done classes before i've done like a boot camp style of work yeah but i think yours is yours was different though because yours was training to certain like strength qualities and in terms of endurance whereas i think like spin class uh yeah i think when when it's made to be generic yeah and it doesn't take in a lot of factors of the people that are in it. 
that's when I think, yeah, that, that, that's not the kind of classes I would do. Now, I'm not saying that all group training sessions are pointless because there's no, you can't be very pacific, not specific in the type of what you're training for. But when it is something like it, a spin class and you're just trying to, like I said, and, and the motive is again trying to burn more calories and stuff like that. It completely divides. If that's the point of the class, then no, I won't do that. But if it's there to improve health, if it's there to improve strength, if it's there to improve mobility, there to improve qualities of life, then yeah, go ahead. But then obviously that's the argument of, right, on a, not a direct level, but these classes actually do promote some kind of health benefits. That's obviously the argument for it, but I think for me, if I had to choose just one, I think I would stick to my general kind of main focus exercises and train that way. Yeah, because like especially with spinning class, like I've been asked on it before, and I'm like, the majority of people that you will find doing spin class is the people that are really short on time, and like they finish work and like right, I need to exercise because my doctor's telling me I need to exercise. However, this is also the person that's just spent nine to five sitting at a desk and then transitioned straight over to their exercise where they're meant to be getting moving and everything else and they've gone back to sitting and they're training in a modality that's like putting a lot of stress on them for something that subsequently, yeah, will not actually be any benefit to them. Like, if you... Obviously, Miles is more in the S&C department. You're going to make all the cardio for your clients if they had a specific goal, like, task-orientated. Yeah. Whereas, I don't think there's any task-orientation within doing spin class, within doing overhead presses with a 10-kilogram bar for someone that could potentially push themselves and go for just, a 50. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, again, if your whole day is to, let's say, like, your goal is to become more, be able to move more and stuff like that, be able to play with your kids or not even, like, in a sports term and stuff like that. And like you said, you've got a 9-to-5 job where you're sitting down. You go into your car, you're sitting down. You go into a bike, you do classes, you're sitting down. Then you go back into your car, and then you go on the couch or something like that. There's a whole load of sitting down. Like one of one of the main muscle groups that is engaged while standing and walking and all other kind of functional things of the glutes. And something that is massively neglected and stuff like that. And for me, the only like ever condition I've ever gave to someone where I've like been like, right, you need to get on the bike and do something cyclists, because that's their sports. It's task relevant. But the same, yeah. But at the same time as well, like, I'm getting them to do hip thrust. I'm getting them to do speed mechanics. Like, I'm getting them to move and expose them to different elements from what they're actually doing. Because that counter effect is have, has a transitional effect into what they're doing. So, <laughs> a few feathers, isn't it? I've... You, there's obviously a statement that me and you will both know, and I. And there's another statement that I said to you the other day. Yeah. When it's by, obviously, cookie cutter programs, 
<laughs> I know it's that shocking. COVID. <laughs> Cook, uh, cookie cutter programs where it's just the same thing for everyone, but then also in the fact of if you don't understand what happens within a movement and like what you're actually doing and giving to a client, you're not a personal trainer, you're a choreographer. Yeah. And like, there's no point me coming in and saying, okay, yeah, do 10 squats, which could be fucking awful. And then being like, oh, well, yeah, great job. Even though everything in terms of the actual movement was horrific. And being like, but we're moving. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's the thing is when we teach a client an exercise to do, we don't just say, right, you're doing a squat. You break it down. You go, right, you're doing a squat. It's a squat part of movement. You're going to be primarily using the quads, the glutes, your upper back. There's this different ways of variation. It's going to benefit you because you're going to have this amount of range of motion into it. You're going to have stronger hips. It's better stability. You're not going to have a sore back. Mm-hmm. It's a big compound movement, so there's loads of joints involved. It's going to transition into if you want to run better. It's going to transition if you want to play football better. Like all these types of benefits and stuff like that. Like that's how we generally explain exercises. And I think the more you know what's going on within your whole your body type of frame the more the benefit you are going to get out of it. And I've, it, it's just the one key thing that I've always said to my clients is that movement is a feeling thing. You don't just do it. Mm. You feel through it. You feel the muscles engage, my muscle connection. You feel anything. You feel your temperature rising. You feel the intensity of the workout. You feel, you all feel also, you feel your joints changing and stuff like that. If there's any pains there, that's a that's still a reflex of what's happening. Might not be good or bad, but you take all the considerations into it, and then you find the optimal movement pattern that works within you. And that's for me. That's the that's the main difference between move, um, exercising, as in like classes and stuff like that, and training, because there's, there's a massive intent there. The the biggest word. And everything you've just said is you. And that's one of the smallest words. Yeah. (laughs) Biggest and smallest. Um, Because there's so many differences between everyone that you you can't just jump into a movement and expect it to be perfect and just give the same cues to every single person. Yeah. That's why you'll have people that can go in and straight do a squat straight away from certain cues, but then you can have someone that will probably fall on their arse. This, this guy that like we give general guidelines mm. where they say right this line needs to be following the path of your gravity line this base space support all that kind of things but a, the same squat pattern will look different from person to person even from left to right on the same person like if even you look at the hip socket like sometimes the ball that goes in from the femur to the hip socket they're two different from two different sides. So one side might look a little bit different. And if you're following a generic kind of, right, everything needs to be aligned in a certain thing, then you might be putting that person in a very discomfort position and stuff like that because their body's not primarily made to be doing that. But, but that's, 
Yeah, go on. Then. Oh no, I was just going to say I was going to follow on, and it's like it's down to like joint structures, ligament structure, nerve structure, like the general positioning of on the actual like movement. It's like a squat. It's like you can have a high bar and a low bar squat, but if you don't know the difference and you don't understand how it works, is it going to be the best thing for you to just be like, oh, I'll just do both? Because yeah, it's exactly. different things for different people. And then, like you said, like different exercises have, they're very similar. If I were to say, for example, like, let's say um, a death drop, and a, not a death drop, a death jump and a drop jump. Yeah. Two, I'm getting my words mixed up. I'll say that again. Death jump and drop jump. There we go. Two different, two primarily quite similar exercises. You get like a bench or something that's quite a similar height or whatever, different range of heights. You jump off it and you jump back up. Pretty, if you look at them from side to side, they would be classed as the same kind of movement. But the difference is drop jump, trying to get there as quick as you can and trying to react as fast as you possibly can. Whereas a death jump, you're trying to get as high, you're trying to put as much force as you possibly can, which means that you're going to spend more time on the ground and mm. jump as high as you can. And but, that's not just that's not just the movement, that's vocabulary. I was going to say, but then it's also in, like you can bring experience into that. Yeah. Because obviously if you've got someone that's playing, like we could even just bring it into a football pitch, like the difference of how that's going to be performed between a centre-back that's jumping for a lot of the game and someone that could be like a left-winger that's doing all the crossing might be a completely different time frame and might be completely different heights and jumps purely for the fact that they're actually used to doing the movement sub- subconsciously. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's, it's, if, you, if you want to go even fancier than that, it's all about like the neuro- neurological pathways, it's all about coordination, it's all about, yeah, it's it's all that stuff, like it's, it's mind over body. And if you look at even just like other training aspects, tempo, like changing the speeds of an exercise, that completely changes the exercise in itself and stuff like that. Or even not even that, just like even changing the body of where you're lying and stuff like that. Let's say, for example, from, let's say, like a generic hamstring curl to an audit. Same particular movement. They both flex the knee. Uh, well, can't say flex the knee and extend the knee. But at the same time as well, the, the intent of what they're trying to do is completely different. Whereas, that, let's say, for example, like a hamstring bridge, just to give a little bit more context is there to, right, primarily use to flex the knee, engage the hamstrings, where then the hamstring, and when the hamstring order is there to resist hamstring extension. So it helps reduce when it comes to obviously like things like running and jumping, because your body's used to having force on it for a longer period of time as the muscle is extending through its range. Yeah. So like, let's say if we pulled this back into like a gen pop, sort of area yeah obviously we did earlier the comparison between like classes and training because i feel like regardless of who you are how old you are your experience you should be making the main modality of your training based within a resistance aspect 
because I think this idea that cardio needs to be king and you're going to the gym to do cardio, you can literally do cardio wherever you want. Like, you could do cardio whilst you're at work and not subconsciously know it because you're not focused on being like, oh, I need to be on a treadmill. Yeah, but even still, even resistance training. Resistance, resist, resistance training has some even benefits to cardiovascular. Like, mm-hmm. you're using your ATP system. You're using your anaerobic system. Yeah, if you if you want to be a triathlon and an endurance runner, you're not going to spend the majority of your time in the weight room. You're going to be out there running. But you're still going but to be... At the same time, like I just said with the cyclist analogy, you still want to do that because you're going to be more explosive. Your body's going to be stronger. There's muscle endurance involved when it comes to weight training. So the best way of describing these things is to use big off analogies like that, where it's one extreme versus the other. Now, same again, like, let's flip this around where weight training is the predominant focus. And you don't need to particularly do a load of cardio. Strongman, one RMs. Like, you don't need to be particularly fit to put a max effort one RM in there, isn't it? You need to be particularly muscular, strong, neurologically strong. But then that's the intent of the training. But on the flip side of to using cardio, like, I'm going to go a bit into science researchy stuff. Like, cardio is a tool to help the body run more efficiently because obviously we're going to be working in terms of heart health and how much the heart needs to work to transport oxygen, nutrients around the body to the muscle sites. So I don't think, I don't want to fully agree and say cardio needs to be, it needs to be this or this. Oh no, that's, it's, yeah, it's... that's not what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, like you, you can't establish one thing as that, but if you're going for the genetic turn of cardio, I mean, obviously cardio in the long term starts with cardiovascular, helps the heart pump blood, respiration system, all that. Like, you are going to use some range within weight training. It is going to benefit in both ranges. Mm. And even in the, like, the kind of, a, the energy systems and stuff like that, like, the whole, there's just free, isn't particularly 100% true. But you are going to use, they do cross over. And the fact that if you use, if you, let's say, for example, let's say if you are using anaerobic, anaerobic system, for example, because you're doing loads of repetitions and you're breathing in oxygen, it does help develop the aerobic system. That's, but that's going into the whole blocky and stuff yeah. like that. Like, to, bring it back, to bring it back in, I think the main, the main thing when it comes to personal training, training is the fact that there's massive, massively intent in there. There's definitely a motive of why you're doing it. You don't just go to the training session and then decide on that day what you're going to do actually for it. There's a plan. There's a structure. There's an end goal. Then you reverse engineer it, and then you get into phases. You get into mesocycles, microcycles, macrocycles, if you go from that strength and conditioning whole thing. And then we move from exercise to training. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So, like, if you look at a class structure, there's no progressions. There's no model of 
right, in eight weeks, you're going to be able to do this. You're going to do that. Mm-hmm. It's here's session one. On a weekly basis, you'll do this. And there'll be different things about it. Like we might throw some stuff in there and stuff like that. Yeah, and like... that's that's the diff that's the main difference from even like group training from like a Pacific sports training session within a season. Like they will have phases where they go, right, due to what's happening on the pitch, we're gonna base these next four sessions on maybe defensive drills, attacking drills, endurance drills, because obviously it's not shown on the thing. So that's the main difference between a group session like that and a group session like that. Because even to the basic level, like, if someone says, okay, you're going to be doing overhead press with 10 kilogram bar for a minute, unless you're literally there going one, two, three, four, you're not going to realistically know if the basic model of a progressive overload is even going to be reached. All you're essentially doing is causing stress to the body and potentially just, yeah, great, you're burning some energy. Yeah, but even still, like, the calories that you burn from even exercising isn't as much as people think. If we're looking back at that neat table that everyone refers to, 10% compared to... um, Not neat, not neat thing. Uh, TDAA. And then if you look at actual neat... Like, that's the biggest component you can have, and that's just general walking. That's just me doing this with my fingers and stuff like that. So, if you're trying to base your whole training structure on burning as many calories as you possibly can, it's a massive, big potential waste, because mm-hmm. it could be used something more to benefit more. It could benefit more if, if you do like your walking to do longer walks. Again, it's like if you want to go out the day without feeling dead tired and stuff like that, like it can be used to do all that. I just think there's there's a big thing in the world right now where because everyone's so focused on calorie deficits, calorie energy balance and stuff like that, we're trying to build the biggest deficit we possibly can. And yeah, fairly do, rightly so. But we're losing the focus of what's other important as well. Like we might be ba- managing energy balance but we want to use that for a purpose. Some people want to play a sport. Some people want to be there for a family. There's loads of things in the doing, and it all comes down to, well, I say that, saying all the focus is coming down to at the moment is an energy balance. If your doctor's telling you to do it, you're probably not going to enjoy it. And what do you mean by that? So obviously, we're we're just going, I mean, let's just classify exercise as classes for this current moment. Obviously, we know there's a bit more to it, but Miles, I'm sorry, but your BMI is over 30, so you need to do 150 minutes of exercise per week. Bear in mind that you're just like someone that's a bit overweight, doesn't really understand resistance training and just wants to go and be, keep the doctor happy to just make sure that the health is in order. But what do I do? Like, where do I go? Oh, those people look like they're having fun. Let's go and do that. But then you're not going to be any sort of par of knowing what or what you're trying to do or what you're trying to achieve just because someone's saying, yeah, press overhead, even though your overhead press, which is meant to go here, is going, like, here. Like, 
<laughs> and in terms of the basis of what we're actually training for is completely misguided. Yeah, but that's, I think, that's that's a communication error from, like I said, doctors' videos and stuff like that. Because I've, I've been to doctors when they like, told me to do something like an exercise or something like that. And I find out a completely, a couple of years later, that the information they gave me was 100% wrong. Now, obviously, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physio. So whatever I say here is based on my own opinion and my own personal experience. So if you've had other experiences and stuff like that, then fair dues to you. Um, but yeah, but I think if that's the case and people, like, for example, doctors are really that important of going and getting people to move about and stuff like that. Like, why is there not a, a linkable system where people can be delegated to personal trainers or other coach inspectors and stuff like that? Why is, there, why is there no system out there at the moment? It's You go to doctors, they tell you to do this, and you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why is there no referral systems when it comes to stuff like that? Like, it seems like the referral system, in my opinion, is coming from the personal trainers. Where I've, let's say, for a client's had an injury and stuff like that, now I've gone to a physio, or they've gone to a physio themselves. All right, I'm like, right, here's my business card. Give me their number, and I will chat to them, so I can understand what they've seen. Because obviously, I'm not going to know everything. I'm not. I don't know everything. And if I did know, if I think I did know everything, then I would be closing my mind off to a hundred thousand things. It's it's like me going to you now. Obviously, one thing. <laughs> One thing I'd also like to say, I thought I'd I'd get you with the BMI comment, but you were you bit your tongue. Yeah, well, the thing that I was going to bit my tongue is like the whole BMI blarky. I mean, it can be a somewhat useful indicator, but my BMI is twenty six. I'm probably overweight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and last time I checked, rugby professional rugby players have higher BMIs, and I don't count them as overweight. But yeah, so. Situation. Okay. Miles, you're poor. I need you to go and learn cryptocurrency. See you later. What do you do now? I don't know. I don't know, Jeff. I don't know. That's basically what a doctor's doing with you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you need to go and do this. I'm not going to tell you what to do, where to do it, who to speak to. You just got to go do it. Yeah, and I hope if, if someone is watching this and they say we're wrong and there is an example of it, then great. Could you do? Mm. Like, I was going to say there is good practice, practice, but the experience that I've seen from people, it's just been like really vague. And yeah. Been like, oh. But at the same time, like, yeah, at the moment, we, we seem to be 100% slagging classes and stuff like that. But <laughs> if you're. If you are someone who's maybe not fully 100% comfortable with doing weights, or someone who's very brand new, then yeah, doing classes will, is a great start, to, is a place a good start, because you're doing something. Something is better than nothing. And like we always say here, and anywhere really, consistency of a profession. Get yourself in the door. But then... If you're, let's say you are doing the classes and stuff like that, and you're not finding yourself to get results or you're not finding the benefits and stuff like that, then 
that's your responsibility to go and expand that elsewhere. Ask for advice. If you're in a gym, ask the personal trainers, ask the coaches. Like they're they're there to help you. Like even 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 as ask your friend who's into weight training. Yeah. Because obviously, because your friends, you're comfortable with each other. That might be a low level way of just getting yourself in there. Just put yourself in that environment. So that will be my probably my only give and take where I'll say, right, classes are useful in that kind of response. Um, actually, no, there's probably one other reason. And I'll probably say the community of it. Like people, as people, we want to be a part of something. And the classes quickly give you that because there's usually 20 or 30 people in a class. Same or motives. Right huh? Or six right now. Or six right now, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah it gives you a part of something you feel like you're a part of something because you've got someone there telling you what to do giving you communication, giving you a great shout and you've got other people that are like minded to you and they're doing a job and stuff like that like, I understand that, I love that because that's one of the main reasons why I play for a sports team is to be a part of that community I can see Mike being like slowly raising his hand like pick me, pick me sir Right. You'd say a piece. No, I was literally just going to add in and just because I didn't want to interrupt your full flow. Yeah. And obviously, I agree with everything you're saying, but then also a level where if your fitness level isn't to like the level of like Karen that is also in the class, like is that going to have some knock on effect to your mentality towards training? So then that's when I would be like, okay speak to a coach directly on a one-to-one basis and then everything's worked at your own pace. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's what we were saying beforehand with the whole spe- specific... The, 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 being specific. <laughs> I still say it wrong. Like... Being well, quite Atlantic Ocean. I'm going to get a translation at this point. Just for like, right. Google it. But yeah... It's a it's a get, it's a way of getting yourself in the door, but it's your responsibility if you want to, for example, do extraordinary things. If you want to improve yourself and stuff like that, not saying that personal training is the only way to go, but putting yourself in environments and stuff like that is the way. Yeah. But then, if you think about we're saying resistance stuff and all that, but then if you flip it onto the opponent side. Like, what's your opinion on CrossFit? Because CrossFit is weight training. CrossFit is a communicable base and stuff like that. But at the same time as well, in my opinion, like, from some of the things I've seen, again, there's not a great deal of intent in there with her. I could be wrong. But from what I've seen so far, it's very generic of, right, in this time frame, you're going to do this as quick as you possibly can. And it's it's weird. It's weird and wonderful. Because you've got some people who are seem to be the fittest people in the world who are very, they're fast, they're quick, they're strong. But then on the flip side of that, whether that's through experience or, again, the loss of translation of exercise and work, meaning training workout and all that, there seems to be people that just, Again, just doing the movement for it and lose the focus of form. There's that side to consider as well, I believe. So, 
I mean, I'll go a bit into my side of things of what I'm doing at the minute because I'm more in terms of the biomechanical side of things now. Like I've just joined like the muscle mentors education thing, which is a lot of like how the body works and how the body moves and quite individualized stuff. A lot of the things you see with CrossFit is quite... It's against it, isn't it? It's, it's open. It's open territory of seeing like, right, you need to, we want you to get a pull-up. As long as you get up there, we class it as a pull-up. So you might have a me- enough momentum to kick out a horse, but in the general scheme of what you want to do, like if you wanted to grow your lats or anything like that, is it going to be beneficial? Are we just pushing ourselves to unnecessary levels of stress and fatigue to reach something that we could simply do just as effectively under a more controlled environment? But then also, like you'll see a lot of the CrossFit stuff is not... I've never done it. I'm just basing it off what I see off like the Instagram. And it's very generalized in terms of classes so like you'll see a lot where it'll be like there'll be one classification for men one classification for women so obviously you've got to do a clean and jerk and like the blokes have got 225 pounds and like the girls have got 150 but obviously that might not account for the people that are quite new to the game and like if they can't do a pull-up are they getting taught the necessary skills required to actually get to a pull-up Whereas mine and Miles's basis will basically break down the movements themselves and be like, okay, we can see that here we are stalling at certain points of a movement or we're not getting the necessary force generated to actually complete the movement. So can we even dissect it even further and be like, okay, we'll work on this at a specific level and then take it back out. So we've got the jigsaw, we'll take out a piece, play around with that piece, put it back in and it's perfect. Then obviously from there we'll go into like a progressive overload system and then go from there further and further. Whereas CrossFit just being like, as long as this barbell ends up over my head, we're all good. Yeah, I can I can already hear the fumes of heat. I don't know whether it's my radiators being on or there's loads of people with pitchforks of CrossFit's just outside my flat. But yeah, it's it's a very grey area CrossFit. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I think everything at the moment is a very grey area. Everything we've said is probably a grey area. So what's the matter with you? I, tr- I trained this morning and I've got cramp in my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be really discreet about it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um... <sighs> I think, yeah, I think without trying to lose so much focus of what we're trying to say and, st- mm-hmm. like, without going on so many tangents, the, the what we want you to kind of get yourself ahead around of is the fact that when you're when you're doing something, whether that's a movement, like well, any kind of movement, for example, like, do it with intent. Do it with a reason. Do mm-hmm. it so it benefits you in some kind of way. And it's not just a number on a board. Yeah, like that. Whether it is, it isn't made so you can fit around it. It's there, to, or it should be there to fit around you. Yeah, you're not at the level yet. You don't need to be at the level. Like, you if you're getting chucked in, be like, right, you've never lifted before, but we're going to teach you how to deadlift two plates. Huh? <laughs> what? 
Snap City. Mm. Yeah, there's time. And these things do take time and do take considerate amount of hours to do if you really want to get good at it and stuff like that. I mean, like there's always that 10,000 rule, 10, yeah, 10,000 rule, hour rule that gets around saying if you want to be an expertise. Um, but yeah, but I think really kind of, Mike, without kind of going on any further, without breaking the point of what we just tried to say, I think we've kind of covered all grounds. Or we'll piss off any other communities. Yeah, we'll we'll see probably the ratings of this podcast just go. I do trust it. This is shit. Boom. Yeah, the, the six audience people that we have is now just become one. <laughs> me. But yeah, um, and that's Mike's mum. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Remember, everything that we have just said is manifesting in the fact that this is our opinion. So we're not here to slag off classes. We're not here to slag off doctors or physios or anything like that. We're just going on based on what we think, our opinions, our history with it and stuff like that. But the ultimate goal of this podcast is to make improvements to your life to benefit you in some way and just to get you thinking just to get you thinking stuff out of you because if you listen to five minutes of this podcast and you think wow like this has brought a whole new loads of questions to my life and stuff like that go out there and think it find it through and if it's something different than what we've just said on here great there's nothing wrong with that but you're you're doing something towards it and that's benefiting you but yes but, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you are listening to this through Apple Podcasts, um, Anchor, Spotify, all them lovely softwares and platforms, make sure you give us a review. Make sure you give us five stars and stuff like that. If you've liked this podcast really well, why don't you share it about? Share it with friends, family, even your dog. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy this. And as always, stay safe because we'll see you in the next episode. And... Peace. Peace. And stop.